Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host, Ananga Sivier. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page, as well as our private group. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And today we're talking about what you can do when you have an anxiety relapse. Hello, Ananga. Hey, Shen. Before we jump into the episode, I was just thinking, it's exactly two months to the day that I will be in England and very close to seeing you in person for the first time, and I'm very excited about that. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was yeah. coming up that quick. Wow, two months to the day. Yay. I'm excited too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back, in, back into the episode. This week, we're discussing what causes setbacks or relapses on the road to recovery from anxiety. We've been hearing from a lot of you about setbacks and relapses, so we thought we should dig in and, and talk about that a bit today so that you have an idea of how to support yourself when anxiety flares up unexpectedly. Yeah, I think um, first thing to be aware of is to pause and take a breath and, and have a look at how your life's been for the last two or three weeks, maybe even a month, when we can see cause and effect and an anxiety flare doesn't seem so mysterious. Often they feel like they came at us out of nowhere and that can be really disturbing. So have a look and consider a few things that can cause anxiety to flare up. Uh, setbacks can come from surprising places. They can come from non-prescription medications. I know of people that have had full-blown anxiety attacks from cough medicine, for example. Uh, caffeine, maybe your caffeine intake crept up. Alcohol, recreational drugs, change, travel, illness, accumulated stress, that drip-drip stress that just builds up and takes us over the edge. Our environment, changes in diet, changes in the weather, and hormonal changes can all be triggers for anxiety. So really helpful to just sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and just look back and see if you can spot some cause and effect and have a look at what you need to do to get back in step with looking after yourself. It's incredibly important to know yourself. Yeah to know what's going on and, and to be really present with what's happening in your life. Because just that presence and just that little bit of time to check in with yourself and say, oh, you know what? Here are some things that were different. Here are some things that explain this and that I can do differently or I can look at differently or handle in a different way than I did this last time. And you, it feels so much more in control. Yeah, definitely. It makes it a very different experience. The worst thing with anxiety is to feel that it's erratic. It's just going to flare up and we don't know why. And then we can easily feel at the mercy of anxiety. And then we get worried about what if I have an attack when I'm away from home. Mm -hmm. And these are all things that we can help ourselves with. You can, you can learn how to stop an anxiety attack when you're away from home. And once you know how to do that, then you've got the upper hand over anxiety. And when those what if thoughts come, your response is, well, I know what to do. Right. So there's always that opportunity to train yourself, actively become an anxiety slayer, train yourself, try the tools and techniques we're sharing or others that you may have found, whatever appeals to you as something you could try, take action and try and see it as a challenge rather than an emotional tsunami that you're at the mercy of. 
Let's talk about what helps when we find ourselves in a relapse. I can tell you that my experience, the thing that helps me the most is to get grounded as quickly as possible. And so that means being at the shores of Lake Michigan, as you know, Ananga, that's my, that's my place. Mm. Or being uh, in the forest, in the woods, anything that gets me out and grounded in nature helps a great deal. And we just mentioned getting to know yourself and, and being mindful of what's been happening, being really honest. That, of course, helps as well. But being really gentle with yourself helps. And understanding that this too shall pass, as we say so often. Yeah. What else? I think taking solace from others that have conquered their anxiety, knowing that others have got through this and I can too. Mm -hmm. What did they do? Look at what they've done. And anxiety will tell you nothing works. Anxiety will tell you this has come back and you're stuck with it, which is frightening. But anxiety is a liar. So to rise to the challenge and look thoroughly at what other people have done that have got them through anxiety. Is it breathing, tapping, walking, yoga, tai chi, taking up crafts really mindfully? All of these things really help. They sound simple, but they're not ineffective. They work. They're proven to work. So have a look. Have a look at what's helping others. Have a look at Maybe there's something that you think, oh yeah, I've heard about that and I've been meaning to try this tapping thing. Why don't I give it a go? I had a lovely message in the group yesterday from a lady that said, today I'm doing my EFT tapping and my breathing. And it really makes me smile when I read messages like that. Mm -hmm. You know, this proactive, gentle approach. And uh, then we get messages all the time from people saying, this tapping thing works. It's helping. Right. So um, rise to the challenge. Be mindful of your caffeine. Make sure you're eating regular meals. That helps. Make sure your blood sugar's steady. Um, make sure you're hydrated. Have you decided to try adding some Bark Flowers Rescue Remedy to your drinks? For me, that's the first thing, is my hand goes for the rescue remedy. And then uh, breathing, tapping, and walking, all of which can be done at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you just made me think of that when you... Have one hand um, rubbing circles on your belly and the other one tapping on the top of your head. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you said that, that's what I, what came to my mind. If I get um, an intense wave of anxiety, if something triggers me, then uh, immediately I'll start walking and tapping. Even if I'm indoors and it's dark and inclement outside, so I can't walk, I'll pace and tap because the worst thing we can do, and we, we're going to talk now about what hinders, so going on to what hinders. The thing that hinders the most is to sit with your mind. Sit still, yeah. It's, it's just torture. So get up and move. Get the adrenaline moving. Use it. It's gone into your muscles. We get that startle response where all those stress chemicals shoot out into our limbs. And uh, that's described in Ayurveda, how that energy scatters outwards in our body and then our digestion shuts down. So it's gone to your limbs. Move your limbs. Get it out. Just pace up and down and then tapping. Um, tapping for what's on your mind, tapping for how you feel, some good old truth tapping. Just get the EFT points, which you can find at anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT. The points are all detailed there in a little diagram. Get that and just tap for how you're feeling, mm. whatever's on your mind. But yeah, the, the worst thing is to sit, sit still and do nothing. Then it's got you. Anxiety's got you hostage and it's got your full attention. 
And it's important that we bring that forward because I think often the tendency is to go ball up, curl up, hide. Uh, and this isn't the time to do that. You have to move it out and get it out of your system to the best of your ability. And then you can rest, then you can relax, but you have to, to move first, take action first. Yeah, the balling up comes, it has to come in a self-care way, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Make a nest, make a self-care place, um, have some music or essential oils, or again, rescue remedy, whatever you need to feel safe and curl up. But that's different to just, yeah, balling up. Or, or we scroll, we'll start scrolling. Scroll, yes, try to distract ourselves online. Yeah, so there's your other points for hindrance is distraction. We try and numb out because we can't face anxiety down. So then somebody might take a drink and say, I'm taking the edge off. And it might feel like that for an hour or two, but that's going to come back in the middle of the night when you detox the alcohol. Mm -hmm. Or you might think, yeah, I'm just going to go on social media and scroll or watch a movie. Unfortunately, when we're suffering from heightened anxiety, those things are full of triggers. Yeah. They're just full of triggers. So, you know, you're going to scroll past something on social media that might make you feel worse or in a movie. So better to uh, go for something gentle that you know is comfortable, a guided meditation, something that's not going to cause you further disturbance. Let's move on to discuss how anxiety, when it comes back, provokes the fear of never being free of it. Because that comes up so much as, oh my goodness, I thought I was on, you know, I thought I had this licked. I was doing so well for so long. I, I'll never be free from anxiety. Because when that comes up, we feel so frustrated and we have so much resentment. And sometimes feeling resentment and, and that frustration just truly makes things worse. Yeah, doesn't it? It goes into this downward self-perpetuating spiral. And it's like with all things we experience that are extremely uncomfortable, when they come around again, they provoke anxiety. So the return of anxiety provokes further anxiety, and we do get this sense of fear. We might start remembering, oh, God, you know, when I had this last time, it lasted this long, or it spoiled this event, or I lost work, and it, it's going to affect my financial stability. All the possible things that could go wrong tend to come up with a relapse. So we have this fear that we're going to get stuck like it, fear that there's nothing we can do about it. But again, these are all tricks of the mind. It's the mind gaslighting itself. It's not true. Right. There are things we can do. We can be free of it and we can get over it very sweetly with the right support. And I also think that releasing the expectation that once we get over anxiety, that we'll never get it again, that we'll never experience it again. Because that's not true. It can happen again. But if you're equipped with all of the tools and, and things that you need to support yourself, you don't have to suffer a prolonged period of anxiety. Absolutely. And that's an important to know. It's like any other pattern in our lives, anything else that we might be working on that we make really good progress and then something flares up, something pulls us back a step. It's okay. It's just a moment. It doesn't mean that things aren't going to be better tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's very much the label and the emotional intensity that we put on these experiences. And we've spoken about this before when we talk about the teaching from Buddhist psychology of that second arrow teaching. 
So the anxiety relapse is the first arrow. It's shot at you, it hurts, it's something that you have to deal with. But it's that second arrow where all these thoughts come, oh my God, I, you know, I've got an event in three months. What if I've still got it then? Or if it's going to affect my work or it's going to take so long, I'm going to have a panic attack here. It's all the context and story, the narrative we put in that second arrow. Right. That's what really causes the pain. And it's that second arrow that stops us pulling the first one out and bandaging the wound up, which is what we need to do. We need to respond. Oh, my anxiety's flaring. Okay, that doesn't feel good. I acknowledge that. What's it telling me? Right. What have I been doing? How have I been living for the last few weeks? How can I support myself? Shan, you always say, and I love it when you say this, how do I feel? What do I need? Mm-hmm. And when that second arrow is stuck in us and somebody says, what do you need? We say, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't want to feel like this. I hate feeling like this. But that's just repeatedly stabbing yourself with the second arrow. It's the easiest thing for the mind to do to us and the hardest thing to live with. And that expectation that once we get over anxiety, we'll never experience it again because we so don't want to. That expectation brings a brittleness and a stress in our bodies that is counterproductive to recovery. It sure is. And the thing is, whether we like it or not, anxiety is a part of life. Yeah. It just is. And if we can learn to change our reaction to it, we can reduce the impact of the flare-ups. They'll become milder, they'll become shorter-lived, and much less frightening because you have changed your reaction to it, because you've removed the first arrow and you know how to love yourself up. It's possible for anxiety relapse to be accepted and supported as a fairly minor event. Yes. (laughs) When we can lean in and when we can focus on, okay, this happened, how can I support myself? Rather than digging in and, and being angry and freezing and resentful and resisting it, that pushback just makes things worse. Absolutely. Like if you have a cold and you're vigilant and you know, okay, I don't need to eat anything cold, cold dairy, things that provoke mucus or cold in the body. And you respond to a cold by immediately mixing up some fresh lemon juice and fresh ginger and drinking that and then repeating and resting and keeping yourself warm, inhaling some steam to clear your airways. The cold lasts so much less time. It's over so much more quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's much less intense when we respond vigilantly, but with care. We get on it and we do the right thing. And we never expect we'll never have a cold again. And we don't say, oh, no, I've got a cold. I never thought this would happen again. That's such a good parallel. Yeah, for me, that really helps. And it's the same with anxiety. It's part of life, but you can know how to respond. For me, my anxiety might lurk in the shadows if I feel particularly happy and relaxed. As some listeners know, I've been through quite a traumatic last couple of years, particularly um, this time last year, I was going through some very intense trauma. So this weekend I went out with some friends and I found myself really relaxing and laughing and all of a sudden this anxiety came up in my chest, really roaring up. And I stopped and took a deep breath. Okay, why is this happening? And then the response came, because in the last year, you've had so many times when you were doing happy things and something really big's gone down and just had to pack my backpack and get out the house. So there's a part of me that wasn't ready to let my guard down. 
But once I knew that and responded to it, the anxiety abated within about 30 seconds to a minute. Mm. Okay, I hear you. But right now I'm fine. That situation's resolved. I'm here with my friends. I'm safe. Thank you for the warning and the vigilance. I, you know, I, I see you, I hear you, but I'm okay. Right now I'm here and I'm doing this, which we often teach. Right. In this moment, I'm fine, I'm here, and I'm doing this. And it was all over in a minute because I knew where it was coming from and, and how to respond. And you were listening and digging into that self-inquiry. You weren't trying to push it away. Yeah. Otherwise, if we try and push it away or we respond emotively to it, it's going to really flare. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to say that I've experienced some recurrence of anxiety here and there because I would with what I've been through recently. It's expected. We're not immune from life's experiences. But for me, what tends to happen, because I've got these incredible tools in place with bark flower remedies, tapping, meditation, my spiritual practice, I can respond to it very quickly. And what tends to happen is it starts to fizz a little bit like a firework when it's going to go off, but it doesn't go off. Mm-hmm. It kind of fizzes and sparks a little bit. And then I know how to stick a bucket of water on it, <laughs> respectfully <laughs> hearing it, but it doesn't, it doesn't blow up. It's like you get that warning fizz. Sometimes my body reacts, but my mind has been trained to know how to deal with it. And that's possible for all of us. And that, that illustrates so beautifully the importance of self-care and recommitting to your own self-care when you feel challenges and when you feel squeezed by increased symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, really important recommitting to self-care. And simple things like take a bath with some, some magnesium in the bath, some lavender in the bath, practice oil massage for feeling grounded and safe. Oil massage is very soothing for anxiety. Um, get some chamomile tea. Make different choices. You know, if my anxiety is messaging me, it's sending me some, some input. Then if I go out with friends, I'm not going to drink anything that's going to make that worse. I'm going to go for chamomile tea or something. Not necessarily the most delicious choice, but it's the right choice for me to help to continue to feel calm and relaxed. And I'll put a few drops of rescue remedy in it. Just responding and adjusting. Same as if we've got a cold and we know we need to wrap up keep warm and adjust our diet until it passes. Same thing. And it feels so good when we love ourselves up, the anxiety dissipates, and we can celebrate that we took action and that we knew what to do. And there's just so much peace and comfort that comes with that. Yeah, we get that sense of triumph over adversity. Hey, I knew what to do. I helped myself. Our confidence increases, our self-compassion increases, especially if you journal it. And again, for me, that's really important. Um, I like to journal with a pen and paper, but I also keep a digital journal for the simple reason that it has this feature where it pings up. Like this morning, it told me, oh, on this day last year and this day two years ago, you were doing this. And the two years ago entry was really sweet and I'd forgotten it. Mm-hmm. It was a really sweet day where I'd had some really good realizations and then it came back around and I read it and I was like, oh, wow, that's what was happening. That's nice. And sometimes it logs um, more commitment to self-care than I might always credit myself with. Or there'll be be- beautiful quotes, something I read, somewhere I walked, some photos of a walk, some photos of nature. And sure. For me, that keeps a log of 
how I try and look after myself. And that's very nourishing for me. And very often when we take steps towards self-healing, we can forget what we've done for ourselves or discredit ourselves. And that's also another very natural trick of the mind to do that. In energy psychology, that's called the apex effect, where you get over a phobia or a challenge or a trauma, and then you just forget. You Mm -hmm. just forget you did it. You forget your success. But we need to know those successes. Those triumphs over adversity need to be logged and remembered and, and treasured. It's always nice in the private Facebook group when we have listeners who come in and and share their successes, and it, it helps really uh, support and fuel the energy of of the other members when they see, oh, you know what, I had success doing this or that, yeah. and they might be the smallest things, but they feel so big. There's something to celebrate, and you know, it's one of the reasons why we put that private group together. So if you're not a part of our Facebook group, please uh, just search for us and you will find it is a private group. It's a really healthy, lovely community and you're welcome to join us. You're also welcome to get our tapping session for today's episode when you join the Anxiety Slayer Insiders Club on Patreon. Simply search for Anxiety Slayer Patron on Google or go to patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer. Ananga, thank you so much for the conversation today. I'm so glad that we talked about what to do when anxiety comes back. Really important topic. And hopefully our listeners will come away with some more ideas and how to support themselves. 